Yeah, the ones that didn't make it back home. That's Justin Moore on 20 in a row, Wax 104.5. And I have to admit, I think that's the first time I've heard that song or paid attention to it. Yeah, it's a tough song to listen to sometimes. Yeah, it really is. I know you were in the, the military, yeah. in the Marine Corps, went overseas. I was in the uh, yeah. the Army Reserve, never went overseas. Yes. But uh, I got a nice call from my son, who is a career military man. Yep. And as of tomorrow, he gets promoted. He'll be He's an enlisted man. He's yeah. uh, going to be an E-7. Really? Yeah. So uh, congratulations yeah. to my son, Mike, who's in the U.S. Army. He'll be an E-7 as of tomorrow. Wow. So wow. that's nice. All right, and uh, to you and yours in the military, again, we uh, wish them all well, and we thank them all, past, present, and future servicemen and women from our country. 32 degrees right now, 52 with partly sunny conditions. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get the news of the morning. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Another day, another grim milestone. Over 164,000 COVID-19 cases have been confirmed in the United States as of Monday night. The death toll also surpassed the 3,000 mark earlier in the day. New York and New Jersey account for roughly half of all the cases in the country. California, Michigan, and Massachusetts round out the top five for the states with the most cases. The spread of COVID-19 has led President Trump to extend the social distancing guidelines until the end of April. More ventilators are heading out to help combat coronavirus. We're delivering more than 1,000. We're going 400 ventilators are going to Michigan very shortly, 300 going to New Jersey, 150 ventilators to Illinois, 150 to Louisiana, and 50 to Connecticut. During a White House briefing, President Trump noted over 8,000 ventilators have already gone out. He also said millions and millions of other medical supplies have been distributed by FEMA and HHS. The death of a U.S. service member is being blamed on coronavirus. The Defense Department says the New Jersey Army National Guardsman passed away on Saturday. Secretary Mark Esper said this is the first active reserve or guard member to die from COVID-19. The unidentified guardsman had been hospitalized since March 21st. Abortions are back to being allowed in Texas and Ohio for now. Both states had banned them during the pandemic, but judges blocked that yesterday. Texas was the first to make that move as part of postponing all procedures not medically necessary, Ohio followed to preserve protective equipment for health care workers. Alabama, Iowa, and Oklahoma have similar bans. And Johnson & Johnson is teaming up with the Federal Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority to fund more than a billion dollars in coronavirus vaccine research. The pharmaceutical giant said on Monday that the partnership expands an existing agreement between a Johnson & Johnson division and the government unit known as BARDA. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Well, you know, if they don't get the uh, barbershops aren't open, are they? They close them too, haven't they? We ordered a cattle clipper. Well, a hair clipper yesterday. Did you really? But I know, yeah. you know, boy, if it doesn't happen pretty soon, you and I are going to have mullets. I feel like it's 1970 again, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know. It. My dear departed mother used to cut our hair, and oh my, and she didn't know if have an idea what she was doing. Well, you but know, but that what? didn't stop her, and all all summer long, you know, these yeah. guys now that wear these caps over their ears, their ears tucked in them. There's good reason. They think that's style. Yep. We did that back 50 years ago to hide our hair. That's exactly right. I oh. wrote that in my book. One of my sisters cut my hair when I was in grade school. 
and that's when I learned the difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut <laughs> is two weeks in a stocking cap. That's right. We spent most of the summer wearing stocking caps. They wouldn't let us. My mom had these. She bought a clipper, you know, and then they yeah. give you all these different combs for long or clipping tight. And, they you know, no they, comb put on there. For every, uh, for every <laughs> clipper, every haircut, she used about a can of that. Three in one oil is yep. a little. We couldn't go swimming because we leave an oil slick in the water. I mean, it was oh my goodness. Open the barber shops. Let's get this over with here. <laughs> All right, five minutes after five, we'll uh, talk about the weather. Mom's going to give you a haircut today. She'll be able to do it outside. Get ready for spring with a little help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Keep your engine running smooth with Lucas Fuel Treatments and Oil Stabilizers. Your choice, twenty six ninety nine a gallon. Optimize performance and fuel economy with clean def diesel exhaust fluid a 55 gallon drum just 139.99 pick up a five gallon pail of mystic diesel oil it's 39.99 after 20 dollars mail-in rebate and three dollars scan back save five dollars on purple power cleaner a five gallon pail 19.99 and get 20 dollars off a hopkins brake controller Plus, save on these great doorbuster deals. Krylon Farm and Implement Paint, now 10% off. Keep the power on with a Champion 3,550-watt portable generator. On sale, $269.99. Large bags of Purina Pro Plan, now $5 off. And get two 20-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Wild Bird Food for just $10. Press for time or just don't want to get out of your car? Order online and drive up. We'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. At Advent Health... Nothing is more important to us than you. We're here to care for you, ease your mind, and lift your spirits. Our medical expertise and network of care can help you meet your health challenges, hurdles, and hardships with hope, with courage, with confidence. Today, tomorrow, and in the future, we are here when you need us the most. For the latest updates on coronavirus, visit coronavirusresourcehub.com. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Weather's going to be pretty good as we get out of March and get into April. March came in like a lamb and it's going to leave the same way. 52 and should see a bunch of sunshine today. Then cloudy overnight down into the low 30s. Tomorrow a chance of some scattered showers around the area will be about 51 Thursday, about 56 with a better chance of rain across the area. 49 on Friday with another chance of rain. And should be mostly sunny Saturday and Sunday. Upper 40s to mid-50s. And Monday, low 60s. Chance of showers. Right now in Green Bay, it's 35. Milwaukee, 36. 33 in the Madison Sun Prairie area. 31 at Wausau. 34 at Marshfield. Rice Lake at 27. Black River Falls, 32. Toma at 30. Lacrosse 38 here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, 32 degrees. And again, we'll go up about 20 and have some sunshine today. We got markets next on Wax. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Farm Markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Hi, I'm Ben Lane, and I'm running for Circuit Court Judge in Chippewa County. As a judge, I will remain fair and impartial with a commitment to public safety. 
I'm already trusted to decide hundreds of cases each year as a court commissioner, so I'll be ready to get to work on day one. I will ensure that Chippewa County remains a safe place to live and raise a family. Avoid the crowds and stay healthy by voting early and absentee for me, Ben Lane, between now and April 7th. Paid for by friends of Ben Lane. If you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. Apply today at 2020census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's check the Tuesday markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance and Scott Cash Livestock Numbers. Fed beef steers are at 107 to 118 with mixed 91 to 106. Fed beef heifers 103 to 118 and a half with mixed 90 to 102. Fed Holstein steers are at 85 to 91 and a quarter. Cows are at 50 to 76 and a half. Bulls 60 to 87. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 39 to 47. Sows 35 to 42 and boars 12 to 16. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 131 to 157 and feeder lambs a dollar to 225. All right, and again, talking about our cash livestock, our sale barns around the area. This announcement from Equity. The Equity Barn at Barron will no longer have a Monday sale. Yesterday's sale was the last one for a while, at least, because of the COVID-19 situation. They will continue to have the Wednesday sales at Barron. But again, no Monday sales anymore at Barron, at least temporarily. But the Wednesday sale will continue as usual. And at the Mercantile Exchange, again, we got uh, mixed numbers here. April live cattle ninety nine twenty. That's down a dollar seventy five. June cattle eighty nine oh seven. That's down thirty five cents. August cattle at ninety sixty two up seventeen. October up a dime at ninety four forty two. Feeder cattle were lower across the board. April at one twenty oh five down fifty five. May at one twenty ninety down two. The August contract one twenty six ninety two. That's down seventeen. September. 127.22 down 35 in October feeder cattle, 127.85 down 67. Lean hogs were lower down limits. April down 450 at 53.95. May down 450 at 53.12. June 59.77 down 447. July at 63.07 down 3.72. Board of Trade, again, the markets, the coronavirus, outside markets, and uh, affecting uh, these trade prices. My, uh, May corn this morning up a fraction in the overnight trade at 341. The oats down a fraction at 261. May wheat up a penny at 570. May soybeans down three at 878. Meal down 60 cents a ton, $324.90. Barrel cheese down four cents, $1.30. The blocks down 15 and a quarter. At 143 and three quarters, grade AA butter down nine at 139 and three quarters. March, class three down a penny at 1622. April, down 46 at 1486. May, down 72 at 1315. June, down 68 at 1332. July, down 61 at 1415. And, well, we better start seeing some... Real bargains in the dairy case here pretty soon. Absolutely. The way these prices are going, I know there's always a lag time, but wow, these uh, these prices are getting serious, and obviously 
No one predicted anything like this, but nobody predicted the coronavirus either. Twelve and a half minutes after five o'clock here at Wax, we've got 32 degrees looking for some sunshine today and 52. What's impressive about Pioneer corn product development? We're here in Ogle County, Illinois, with a piece of amazing technology. No, not the shovel. The technology I'm talking about is in the seed. It's the power of Pioneer brand Chrome products. A Pioneer sales rep is digging up this root ball to make a point. Chrome products represent incredible engineering. This technology works across more Pioneer germplasm than previous triple stack products. So you get this balance between protection and performance. Above and below ground defense with above and beyond results. Oh, here it is. Now this, this is what you want to see. Healthy roots. Chrome technology. Another thing that makes Pioneer, Pioneer. You'll hear more from me later. For now, let your local Pioneer sales representative hear from you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, we've got 32 degrees. Do you ever watch public television? Oh, I watch public television quite a lot. And Sunday night, you know, I was watching TV and and I was just so sick of the, you know, this yeah. coronavirus this and coronavirus mm-hmm. that. I know it's serious, but enough is enough once in a while. And I, I happened to turn on public television Sunday night, and they had Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. received the Library of Congress Gershwin Award for Popular Music. It was a two-hour show, and it evidently had done it earlier. But what a fantastic show it was, and salute to Garth Brooks. I mean, there were all oh. kinds of people. Members of Congress were there on both sides of the stage. They had Republicans and Democrats up there, yeah. and they were all there together. And he made the comment. He said, you know, he said, this just shows you how great this country can be because we all come together tonight. In unity, right. you know, and so it was a, a night. It wasn't overdone by any means. It was just right. a nice statement. And then, of course, he performed after all kinds of people, including his wife Trisha Yearwood, performed for him and sang songs to yeah. him. And a yeah. lot of folks came on and says Keith Urban was on there, and it was just a. And then he put on about a forty-five minute show, and it wasn't just his music. He talked about the songwriters, how mm-hmm. important songwriters are. The the exactly. Jim Croce's and the James Taylors and on and on he right. went. And, and, of course, he's right in that category as well. But uh, right. a great right. salute. And you can watch it if you right. missed it. You can Google it on public television and watch right. it on your computer. And it's worth a watch. It really was great. And I did catch something yesterday, speaking of Tricia and, and Garth, that they're going to be doing, I think, a, a free uh, well, uh, obviously a free, but a free show on CBS yeah. coming up here. Right? Online, I'm sure, or something yeah, like that. I, Studio I show. Yeah. yeah, Garth, he's a great humanitarian and obviously a great entertainer, a great singer, and I think he takes more pride in the fact he's a great songwriter. He's written a lot of great ones. What a guy, Garth Brooks on wax. That's Garth. Gershwin Prize from the Library of Congress. So quite a prize. And as he said, what makes this so special is they don't have to give it out. They don't give it out every year. They only give it out when they feel they got somebody deserving. So very deserving yep. for that, too, as well. All right, let's take a look. What's going on? Some of the things in agriculture this morning, Scott. 
A major USDA report will come out at 11 o'clock this morning, and the main focus will be on this spring's planting intentions. Grain analysts expect corn plantings to reach 94.3 million acres this year, up from 89.7 million last year. Soybean acres are now put at 84.7 million acres, up from last year's 76.1 million. Total wheat acres are expected to reach 44.9 million, which would only be about 300,000 less than in 2019. Last year, almost 15 million acres that were supposed to be planted to those three major crops were lost because of poor weather conditions. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days has hired a new general manager to take over for the retiring Matt Glorin. Arnie Jennerman of Verona will take over just prior to this July show in Eau Claire County, which is scheduled to run from July 21st through the 23rd. Jennerman has worked in a variety of jobs over the past few years as part of the UW system, but not in agriculture. Before that, he spent 25 years in manufacturing, healthcare, and accounting. He has an MBA from UW-Madison in management and finance. Jennerman did grow up on a dairy farm and still owns farmland in the state. And I believe they're going to work together for two years, I think. I think so, because obviously the show this year in Eau Claire, no show next year. And then after that, we'll be over in Clark County for their show in 2022. Dennis Rail will be hosting that, the Rail family. All right, we're going to talk about the risk management. Bill Moore, Compere's chief risk officer, is going to join us, taking a look at the COVID-19 perspectives and how it affects agriculture and finances. That's coming up next right here on WAX. The 63rd Wisconsin Beef Improvement Bull Test Sale is still on. View the bulls in the pens by Friday, April 3rd. The sale will be broadcast on dvauction.com only, and you can bid on the DV Auction website or by phone. Call the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association at 800-297-5747. That's 800-297-5747. Instructions on how to participate are on the website wisconsinbeef.com and and in the catalog. Thank you for your understanding. They're happy to help. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The impacts of the coronavirus is hitting all industries and no one is immune. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. And Pam, we have been covering updates on the coronavirus up and down when it comes to agriculture. But this affects our everyday consumers and people working in all career fields. Absolutely, Caitlin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And that's what is the bigger picture. I mean, take a look at how much we've lost on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, NASDAQ, S&P, the Fed lowers interest rates to zero. These are unprecedented moves that impact not only production agriculture, but each and every one of us, let alone all of the layoffs, the unemployment and what lies ahead. So what does lie ahead? I decided I'd visit with Bill Moore. He is the chief risk officer with Compere Financial. He has seen these kinds of trends before, but probably not as dramatic as what we're seeing right now with COVID-19. So I asked him to give me his perspective on what's happened so far and what could happen in the future. Yeah, it's been certainly interesting days, and and watching the news doesn't help for sure. Uh, I've lived through this a couple of different times, 2008, 2001, uh, 1998. They're they're trying times. They're 
they uh, they can try the soul, but but ultimately uh, you do realize sometimes cr- crisis leads to opportunity, and to the extent that you can properly manage manage your your risks, be able to plan for the future, uh, really can can breed opportunities to come. Um, that being said, we're in pretty trying times right now. The U.S. Uh, economy is probably going to dip into a recession. I think we're, we're in it today, which will translate into the first quarter GDP numbers and, and then probably worse for the second quarter GDP numbers. But if we can do the you know rip-off-the-band-aid approach in, in what the U.S. government is doing, hopefully this can be a, a fairly quick and short recession because we don't have the symptoms that plagued us in 2008. Uh, the banking system's in pretty good shape. The farm credit system's in pretty good shape. Uh, the Federal Reserve is 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 I want to say flooding the money the, the market with money. The U.S. Treasury is making sure liquidity is available, and that was one of the biggest problems that affected us in 2008. Was that the financial system came to a grinding halt? I don't believe we're there today. So that that's the real positive aspect of this is this could be short lived. Mm-hmm. You know, and and God bless you. I hope that that is exactly right. Explain the zero interest approach the federal government uh, ushered into the market, Bill. What does that mean for lenders like Compere, although you're part of the farm credit system, they've also taken steps. But what does a zero interest play mean to lenders and in turn mean to our rural economy? Yeah, so zero interest rate is is in reference to the Federal Reserve's Fed funds rate, which is the short-term rate that uh, that essentially banks use to lend to each other or borrow from the government. And so we were at about two percent on that Fed funds rate, you know, not more than a few months ago. And the Federal Reserve, in a couple of different actions, has taken that down to to near zero. Um, now that doesn't wholeheartedly translate uh, across the board to to interest rates in general, because one, you have term structure, so the length of the borrowing of loans, um, and then you have uh, spread. So U.S. government securities are have gone very low. The Treasury market today uh, is as low on a, on a yield basis as it's been in quite some time, particularly on the short end. Uh, as you move a little bit longer dated, it gets a little bit longer, but it's still very, very low. Now, once you move outside of government obligations or government guarantees, the risk premium spread on those rates becomes a little bit higher. So farm credit, as a perfect example, is a GSE, and we're borrowing at at, uh, government-like rates. It's the Treasury rates plus a spread. Uh, The the cost of our funding has gone up somewhat uh, just because that's the way the market operates. Uh, But liquidity is still flowing for us, and for us, it's business as usual. As you move out the risk spectrum, uh, mortgage-backed securities become a little bit more expensive than that. Uh, Corporate uh, investment-grade debt becomes even more expensive than that. To ultimately, you get to something like high yields or what people call junk bonds, which have gone even wider. So rates are quite low. There's a, a real opportunity to lock in some rates for the long term. Uh, your access to those rates de- really depends on where you sit on the, the risk curve. Mm-hmm. What does that do for farmland values, for example? 
Well, farmland values have held up really well over the last few years, despite changes in interest rates. So even when they started to rise, farmland values, for the most part, hung in there. The fact that the rates have reversed here should be a positive for farmland values. Now, ultimately, farmland values will probably tie pretty closely to where rents uh, end up, and rents have a lot to do with where production values are. But we're actually quite confident that the interest rate environment will be a, a positive to farmland values, particularly in the Midwest. If you're just joining us, uh, on the phone with me is Bill Moore. He is the Chief Risk Officer with Compure Financial, and we are talking about uh, the ever-changing market that we're a part of. So let's focus in, Bill, specifically on agriculture. I posed the question to you before we started this conversation about, okay, here it is, uh, end of March. I'm going to be heading to the fields here pretty soon, and farmers remain optimistic. I'm going to plant something. But how do you, what kind of thought process do you go through when we're looking at forward contracts out there? The market is telling us that we're going to lose money no matter what we put in the ground pretty much. How do you, how do you coach up your lenders, your loan officers, and what do you suggest farmers think through? Commodity prices are surely volatile today. That's, that is for sure. Um, and I think the market tends to look at a spectrum of events. Uh, and, and right now, because there's so much uncertainty, the spectrum is really wide. And where prices end up going tend to fall to the lowest common denominator, meaning that they tend to be looking at what are the, some of the worst possible cases that they can factor in. So as a result, you tend to see values fluctuate up and down and sometimes really low. Now, obviously, that's a problem. Uh, the, the good news is if you're, say, I know you're in Madison, so if you're talking about the dairy industry as an example, uh, some of the dairy insurance products that have been available for the last six or 12 months are a real positive. Uh, the, the, the prices have improved in that industry, so thankfully, I want to say thankfully this occurred, but better this year than last year because many of the dairies are in much better shape. So hopefully some risk management positions were put in place to help weather those storms because those can go out about five quarters. And if the recession is relatively low and the shock is relatively low, we can hopefully get through this. If you are on the grain side, it could be a really interesting situation. Uh, the, the prices right now are, are obviously reflecting uh, uh, the potential for some bad times. Um, and as I mentioned, if we can get through a growing season that lasts the length of a growing season, we might actually bridge what could be the shock and the recession. Now, you want to have risk management tools in place, and we, we favor people who do manage risk appropriately because, as you and I both know, hope is not a strategy. You want to be able to manage your business in an appropriate way. But the bright side could be that by the time we get to harvest season, maybe we're through this, that, that the actions we've taken, whether it be hunkering down for a month or whatever, whatever ultimately ends up being, that, that by the time we get to summer, things start to look more normal again. Uh, hopefully, we, we've just passed the, the crop insurance uh, sign-up periods. Uh, hopefully, people have utilized their crop insurance perspectives uh, and are, are set in place. I think if we're looking at one thing in particular, it's the ethanol business. Uh, the price of oil and the shock that oil has taken uh, is really overhanging the ethanol business right now. Their margins are on the lower side and some are even below zero. They can still operate there because a lot of those are non-cash expenses. But uh, the, the futures price for gasoline has dropped really quickly. Uh, at this 
And ethanol is actually higher than gasoline, which is in the last couple of years is very abnormal. Uh, if we were to see ethanol drop uh, to the level where gas futures are today, you could just either need to see some sort of adjustment. Either the basis will need to get adjust, need to be adjusted. You'll either see a, a, a fall in corn prices in order to make up that difference, or you're going to have ethanol plants that are operating at margins that are too negative to continue to operate, and they'll probably find ways to extend their spring maintenance periods. And again, that's Bill Moore from Compere Financial, Chief Risk Officer. And speaking of ethanol, later on this morning, we're going to be talking to Neil Kemet from Ace Ethanol, and we'll get an update, first-hand update from Neil on the industry. Uh, I think I heard one ethanol plant down in southern Wisconsin is already shut down, and what kind of a challenge this is for ethanol, because I saw this morning coming in, and I don't know what you see, Scott, at the stations when you come up in the morning, but... Uh, a dollar thirty-nine a gallon. You know, you hate to right. say gas is getting too cheap, right. but uh, it really is. You know, and everybody worries right. about, oh, is gas too cheap? Well, you <laughs> yeah. know, is food too cheap? You know, nobody worries about cheap food, and we're not getting cheap food compared to the prices farmers are getting. Exactly. So it's, yeah. a, it's a mad dash, I'll tell you, to, to uh, sort it all out in your head. All right, we've got, uh, well, it's 5.30, 20, actually 29 minutes before 6. We're going to get uh, weather, but, Scott, you got some other local Sure do. Add one more case to Eau Claire County's coronavirus count. City County Health Director Lisa Giese says doctors confirmed the 11th case yesterday. There are still no coronavirus deaths in Eau Claire County. Chippewa County has seven cases. Dunn County has three, and Buffalo County officials last night also reported their first uh, case of coronavirus. And services, uh, uh, the State Department of Health Services yesterday reported more cases. There are now more than 1,200 people sick in the state with more deaths. Doctors say two deaths in Dane County increased the state's death toll to 23. More than 16,000 people have been tested and cleared. There are cases in 45 Wisconsin counties. Wisconsin's governor says nothing has led him to change his mind about next week's election. Governor Tony Evers yesterday said there's no reason to think that the election won't be held on April 7th. He continues to suggest that people vote early or by absentee ballot. Local clerks say there's a record turnout for absentee ballots. The Wisconsin Election Commission said 848,000 people have asked for an absentee ballot. More than 250,000 people have already cast absentee ballots. And the state is asking people to file for unemployment online. The state's Department of Workforce Development yesterday said it saw a record number of calls and claims last week. At one point on Thursday, DWD officials said it saw 400,000 calls in four hours. In all, more than a million and a half people reached out to the unemployment office. More than 115,000 people have filed an unemployment claim. A little more than 10% of public schools in the state of Wisconsin have asked to have missed school days erased. And more schools are expected to do the same. The State Department of Public Instruction yesterday said 45 schools have already filed for a waiver to allow them to not make up days missed because of the coronavirus. Governor Evers' emergency order allows schools to make that request. 
the DPI expects more more schools across the state to ask for those waivers of their own. Schools in Wisconsin have been closed for about two weeks. It remains to be seen if students will come back at all this spring. And I know a lot of them are hitting it hard online, including right in my house. And uh, the kids are responding. And oh, that's good. I was going to yeah. ask what kind of feedback your it's, wife was a teacher in the Osseo Fairchild District, what yeah. kind of feedback she's getting from the students. But they're there doing their stuff. Yeah, uh, and uh, they are. And I pay attention to my grandkids mm-hmm. out there, younger kids. They're they're hitting good, it hard good, over. Good, and, good. Yeah. Yeah, so we, it's good. We stick together and hang in there. We'll get through this. It's uh, unlike anything we've ever had before. So this is really a, there's no pattern to follow. That's for sure. Thanks, Scott. Look at some of our local news. Hey, let's find out about the weather as we get out of March and head into April. Remember, March came in kind of like a lamb, and uh, Kelly Slifka's over at Skywarn 13. It looks like it's going to leave the same way, Kelly. Pretty nice weather. Yeah, was there even a line at all of all in March? I'm not sure. I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we uh, kind of dodged a, a bullet, I guess, really, for the uh, month of March, as uh, quiet as it's been. And February was pretty quiet as well. So uh, I know we got off to a rough winter initially in November and December, but then it got pretty quiet. And we are looking at some quiet weather on this last day of March. As I mentioned, it's going to go out like a lamb. High pressure is building in from the north, and that's going to keep us quiet. We'll probably see some of these high, thin clouds filter out the sun a little bit uh, for a time this morning. We're starting to see some of these advance toward the Eau Claire area. But all in all, it should be another bright afternoon as temperatures get up to 52. Not quite as warm as yesterday. Simply, we've got a northeast wind with this area of high pressure. A few more clouds roll in tonight as we get uh, down to 31. Tomorrow, more cloud cover than any kind of sunshine. There will be a slight chance of a shower developing late. It's not going to be a big deal. High temperature of 51. Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with a chance for some showers. Once again, it looks like it's going to be spotty and light. Temperatures in the 50s. Uh, rain will be likely, though, Friday. That will be the wet day of the week. Temperatures in the 40s. It looks like we will clear up for the weekend. Uh, right now, in Eau Claire, under clear skies. Temperature at 29 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13 meteorologist Kelly Slifka. So the best chance of rain is actually on Friday, not Thursday. Yeah, it looks like uh, most of this the storm system is going to kind of just linger off to the west, and it might spit off a few showers Thursday, but the bulk of the system will probably roll through on Friday. All right, but the, the good thing is with these temperatures, it's not going to be white. But what do you figure? we got, well, it can snow any time. That's <laughs> true. We've still got April, I guess. I was going to say, I can remember some middle of April snowfalls of a foot two feet it can happen yeah thankfully you know with the sun it just doesn't last i was that gonna long. say but now it doesn't last long a lot better shape this spring that's for sure hey thanks kelly you bet kelly slifk over at skywarn 13 taking a look at our weather this morning Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Ag Country Farm Credit Services believes we are responsible to each other and for our cooperative for the safety of our customers and staff we will now be serving you remotely Although our physical offices are closed, we remain committed to meeting your needs. If you have any questions, please contact your local branch office or our customer service number at 855-402-7849. More information can also be found at www.eggcountry.com. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have markets we're going to get to. A lot of sale barn activity uh, yesterday, and we'll tell you that it will be limited on Monday from here on out. But, uh, again, beef checkoff. This thing has been uh, in the news. These checkoff programs have been under attack from different people for a long time. And uh, I want to read you the story from Todd Neely, a staff writer who follows this very closely for uh, DTN. 
And according from Todd's story, a federal judge in Montana on Friday threw out a court case against 15 state beef council filed by RCAF USA after the beef council signed agreements with USDA declaring that the Department of Agriculture has authority over their activities now. RCAF had asked the U.S. District Court for the District of Montana to declare unconstitutional the beef councils in those 15 states, including Wisconsin. Brian Morris, chief district judge for the U.S. District Court in Montana on Friday, accepted Magistrate John Johnston's findings and recommendations to toss out the cases against the state beef councils because each one of those councils have now signed memorandums of understanding giving the USDA authority over their promotional, advertising, and marketing activities. The USDA's control over the state beef councils then fell under the umbrella of a landmark 2005 U.S. Supreme Court case that ruled the federal beef checkoff program is government speech. So again, that case has been thrown out. The Wisconsin uh, Beef Council is now in compliance with that as uh, USDA will have that control over those checkoffs as far as research, promotion, and education. And, uh, Scott, uh, some other things going on in the world of agriculture? Yes, there are. For the second time in three years, the National Pork Producers Council is canceling World Pork Expo in June. That announcement came yesterday as the council said the COVID-19 virus causes too many concerns to have the show. Two years ago, the show was canceled because of the African swine fever scare. That hit the industry, and officials have already set the dates for next year at June 9th through the 11th. That's a big show. More than 20,000 industry professionals gather over those three days every year in normal years for that show. And Barron Equity has announced that it will temporarily be suspending Monday sales at their Barron Barn. And they'll be paying attention and watching over the COVID-19 issue and reopen if they can. Oh, and hey, as speaking of Barron, let's go over to the Barron Equity Market and hear Casey's latest report from yesterday's sale. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from 69 and down. Call cows today, we topped out at 58.50, with the top 20% selling from 53 to 57.50. 60% sold from 45.50 to 52.50, and the bottom 20% was selling from 45 and down. Quality hosting bull cows were selling from 50 to 97.50. We topped out at 112. And light and poor quality cows were selling from 40 and down. If you have any questions about today's sale, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. If you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. Apply today at 2020census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Uh, Again, a reminder that no more barren equity sales will be held for the time being, but they're going to... On Monday. On on Mondays. I'm sorry. Yes, on Mondays. The other sales will go on as scheduled, but just on Mondays at barren. Sparta, on the other hand, is continuing their sales. And in fact, let's go to Sparta with Rod Knutson to hear the latest from yesterday's sale. The slaughter come marked today lower with 20% of the cows at 50 to 57 and a half, 60% of the cows at 40 to 50, 20% of the cows at 40 and down, 
and the organic cows coming in at 65 to 74 cents a pound. Slaughter bull market lower with the high yielding commercial bulls, 78 to 86. With your canner lightweight utility bulls at 78 and down. Fed cattle market lower with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers, $1.05 to $1.10. Select the choice beef steers and heifers at 98 to $1.05. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers at 90 to 94. Choice overnight Holstein steers, 84 to 87. Choice Holstein, 75 to 84. With your standard select steers and heifers at 75 and down. Replacement calf market steady with the top Holstein bull calves, 70 to $1.20. Heifer calves at 10 to 30, and the good beef type calves at $1.40 to 205 a pound. And just a reminder that on this next Thursday, April 2nd, will be our next dairy feeder cattle sale. Dairy cattle starting at uh, 12 o'clock, followed immediately with the feeders. And this has been Rod Knutson at the Equity Livestock Market at Sparta. Have a good day. Thank you, Rod. You have a good day, too. And we're about uh, almost 17 minutes before 6 o'clock. More markets as Monday's always a big sale day. And we've got Jerry Fitzgerald with us from over at the uh, Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and good morning to you. Well, we're winding down March here, and uh, overall not too bad of a month weather-wise. Uh, well, we won't talk about all the other stuff that's going on, but uh, yeah, I guess maybe we'll slide into April and we'll have a half a decent spring here. So we'll have to wait and see, though. But uh, so far, the snow is pretty well gone, and uh, I know there's some folks... Uh, well, a bit early to talk about field work around here, but I'm sure it's on the horizon and along the other stuff going on in the world. We agriculture continues 24/7, So, so you're uh, at it. Uh, no, we talked about Bear not having a Monday sale anymore, but as far as Stratford, you're still on schedule as always, right? You guys aren't changing anything. Not, uh, no, not. Uh, there will be a, there, uh, there will be a change coming. Uh, we will be offering hay sales okay. every uh, Tuesday now. That will be starting next week. Of course, the regular hay sale is next Tuesday, but uh, into April we will be having hay sale every Tuesday because of, well, more demand for hay and yep. stuff. So, uh, But, yeah, that would be about the only change we'll have right All now. Right. Sounds good. Well, let's get uh, started here on a Tuesday morning. Give us the update over there at Stratford. I'll do that, Bob. I thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Stratford. We are looking at a very much uh, weaker cow market to start the week out. High-yielding utility cows on yesterday's sale were selling from 54 to 62. A uh, considerable drop from last week. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens as the week goes on. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's sale, your average flesh dairy cows, they are selling from 41 to 53. And these thin cows, white carcass cows, uh, $40 and below. The bull trade, uh, mostly steady yesterday, selling from 72 to 86 on your bitter bulls, lighter bulls, 70 and back. On the calf market yesterday, Holstein bull calves, mostly steady. Again, very uncertain time. Uh, the buyers very, very selective and cautious on the calves. 85, 220 pound Holstein bull calves, mostly from 40 to 110. Fancy calves yesterday to 115. A little better demand on the heifer calves yesterday, uh, mostly from 20 to 50. We did see some uh, fancier heifer calves top at 80. And good quality beef calves, those continue to be in good demand. Uh, again, those buyers are very selective, 100 to 240, up to 260 on the black calves on yesterday's sale. Now, Tuesday auction here in Stratford today gets underway at 11 o'clock with market auction, market cows today. Again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, our next hay sale and dairy sale will be one week from today, that will be April 7th. And tomorrow, feeder cattle sale will be a noontime start. Uh, we do have uh, some good quality black Angus calves for that sale tomorrow. 
and Wednesday, or rather Thursday, rather, our sale does start at 11. And also, uh, at the end of the week, uh, because of the Easter weekend coming up, uh, the second weekend in April, uh, we are having our monthly sheep and goat auction this coming Saturday, April 4th. So, again, uh, right now that is scheduled. But, again, if you've got uh, sheep and goats that you're thinking about marketing, give us a call uh, before Saturday, 715-687-4101, and we'll confirm that is going on. So, yeah, Bob, everything is uh, kind of moving along, I guess. And, again, we want to thank the folks for their cooperation uh, in this difficult time with limited spectators, et cetera. So we we'll through all this, but uh, I think it's going to be kind of a long haul here. Yeah, how uh, how's that going to work for that uh, sheep and goat auction as far as people in the sale bay ring to buy, or are you going to have that outside, or what are you going to do? Well, right now we're going to have it inside, but like I said, uh, things might change but again it's going to be pretty much limited to uh just active buyers Uh, sellers are of course can drop their animals off but uh yeah we're going to have to keep spectators at a very limited uh basis and just be for pretty much like any of our other auctions so but again if uh uh, give us a call here before uh, before Saturday okay. to make sure everything is on on the beam here and uh, we'll go from there. So Bob, I know you're busy. So we'll let you go. And again, uh, if I may throw this in quickly, uh, uh, election at the forefront for please get your ballots in very early because uh, there's a lot of them. So uh, don't wait till the last minute. So Bob, thank you for that, and we will uh, talk to you tomorrow morning. Sounds like a plan, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn as we continue with markets here on Wax. The farm markets are being brought to you by McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance. You want assurance that your home, farm, and family has the coverage and protection it needs to get through whatever life sends its way. McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance offers insurance for your farm, home, seasonal, and now your local mutual insurance leader for service and stability offers coverage for your auto. McMillan Warner has been protecting your property for over 120 years, and now you can get that same peace of mind coverage with your auto insurance. To find out more, go to mcmillanwarner.com and search for an agent near you. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's continue with more markets as we head over to uh, Terrain Livestock in Thorpe and Michelle is there. Boy, this is good. You'll be able to go for a walk today. Partly sunny, temperatures in the 50s. No, isn't it? Yeah, it oh, it's thank God something positive. <laughs> far, Warmer weather. How, how far do you walk? Just to casually stroll around, or do you uh, put on two miles or three miles? What do you do? Average four. Do you really? Yeah, for you. I usually do four. Yeah, I like to walk. I've yeah, always walked. Well, so. A lot of people, you know, I've noticed uh, a lot of. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize there were so many dogs in the country. My goodness, you get out and around, and everybody's got their dog out walking. So uh, the yeah. dogs, I guess, are a good reason to to be out walking. Right. I know. Some some reason to get out. Yeah, there's a lot of. I don't see many cats, but I see a lot of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's walking their cat. Nobody's seen anybody walking their cat. Just wait. Uh, now today you're going to see that. No uh, doubt. I would imagine. I probably would. I've seen a lot of things. That's for sure. What are you doing for the? Because uh, I was talking to Scott here earlier with the uh, barber shops and beauty salons all closed. What are you doing? Because I'm going to have a mullet here pretty soon <laughs> if I don't get a haircut. <laughs> Boy, I can say I want to see this. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, I am uh, 
Thank God for the ponytail. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, by I'd have to learn how to put one of those in place. That's for sure. But well, I've seen a lot of oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of men with ponies before. Well, so that, that is for sure. Well, I suppose we better get to work. How'd that sale go last night? All right, thank you, Bob. Coming up the sale from Monday, May th- March 30th at Tree and Livestock Market. In the Slavic Market, we tapped at 58 and a half with the consignment by Hungry Acre Farms of Chippewa Falls. Market co- market. Market cows were 52 to 58, low yielding cows 42 to 52, thin and weak cows 40 and down. In the Holstein steer market, choice and prime 78 to 85, select were 76 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 92 to 104, select were 87 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 62 to 82, with the utilities at 60 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality hosting bull calves sold from 45 to $92 per head. We tapped at 94 with the consignment by Tom Drilling of Boyd. Lighter and lower quality calves, $25 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $50 per head. Beef calves, 85 to 200 per head. In the hog market, there's no test on the butchers. Sows were 32 to 40. Boars were 18 and a half and down. Our next sale will be tomorrow, the 1st of April. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For tomorrow's sale, we have a consignment of 20 sows averaging 350 to 500 pounds. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the picture and livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. i got to ask you, you had, all, think- you had all boys for kids. Did you cut their hair or did you take them to the barbershop? No, I did cut my I, I did cut their hair pretty much all through like high school. In the beginning, the, um, there was a really good um, older barber in Stanley that we used to go to, and of course there was a barber in Thorpe that we went to. But then it just got expensive, so I just learned how to cut hair so I can cut. <laughs> how they look? How they look but, coming out of it? Because we were talking. Hey, my mother used to cut hair. Handsome. <laughs> I didn't have a goal and do it. But I'm telling you, in the beginning of the market report, all I could think of is. Bob with a man bun, and I couldn't. <laughs> it might happen. I couldn't get, <laughs> get the market report out because all I kept thinking is, boy, I wonder what Bob's going to look like with a man bun on the top of his head. <laughs> well, it could happen. So with that gray, with that gray kind of mixed in. Oh, you ever need some what do you mean? What do you mean you gray need... mixed in? There's, it's all gray. There's nothing else mixed in there. That's for sure. <laughs> I just want to see if you need any bobby pins well, to help me with that bun. If I do, I'll, I'll call you, and you'll be able. I'll let you put it in the bun. How's that? <laughs> yeah, if you have any hair left by the time I get it up there. Uh, I would imagine. Well, have a good <laughs> one. We'll talk to you off. later in the week. My hair will be that much longer by the next time we talk to you. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care. All right. There she goes. That, boy, she'd love to do that. I'll tell you what. Provision Partners realizes this is a trying and uncertain time. What is certain is that we're in this together. Provision Partners is putting the health and well-being of employees, customers, and communities first. They'll continue to serve you across all departments as the products and services they provide have been deemed essential and imperative to remain open during these times. Provision Partners appreciates your patience and understanding as they work to find solutions to these unknown circumstances. Call 800-236-1041 if you have questions. 
Central Livestock Association is your full-service livestock market with sale barns in Zambroda, Albany, and Rock Creek. Central Livestock has been in the business of marketing your livestock successfully for almost 100 years, so you know they know the business. They handle all species of livestock with special sales each week, Monday through Thursday. To find out more about their sales schedule, call Zambroda toll-free at 1-877-732-7305. That number again is 1-877-732-7305. Trust your livestock to the professional at Central Livestock. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 29 degrees as we continue with the morning chores here at Wax 104.5. Let's go to Pat Mickler for the latest from the Zambroda barn. In the cattle division, we had beef steers at $1.07 to $1.18 with the mixed grading steers from $91 to $1.06. Beef heifers $1.03 to $1.1850. Mixed grading heifers $90 to $1.02. Dairy steers ranged $85 to $91 and a quarter with the dairy cross steers bringing $83 to $91 and a quarter. Market cows traded mostly from $50 to $76.50 with market bulls from $60 to $87. And last week's hog auction, we had market hogs 39.50 to 47, lightweight sows 35 to 40 and a half, heavy sows brought 40 to 42.50. We had lightweight boars at 15, heavyweight boars from 12 to 16. And in the sheep and lamb division, market lambs, the shorn and the unshorn, were trading at $1.31 to $1.57. We had 50 to 70 pound feeder lambs from a dollar to 225. 70 to 90 pound feeder lambs brought a dollar to 212. Customer owned, community minded, Synergy Co op. Our reputation has always been true. We take pride in serving you. When you're a customer, you're the company. Always a Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. Board of Trade this morning is a fraction higher in the overnight trade at 341 a bushel. May oats down a fraction at 261. May wheat up one at 570. Soybeans down three at 878. Meal down 60 cents a ton at $324.90 on that May contract. Taking a look at our country elevator prices. At uh, Dummer's Grain Service Holman, Buck Country Gain in Arcadia, corn is at 311 today, the soybeans at 845. And uh, checking the rest of our DTN screen at uh, Golden Plump Corn's 321. At the elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, 296 with the beans at 816. Elk Mound, 302 and 823. Sparta, 297 and 818 at Ellsworth. 288 and 816. And at the ethanol plants, Boyceville's corn's at 302. Stanley is at 294. New Richmond, 292. Barrel cheese down four to $1.30. The uh, blocks down 15 and a quarter yesterday, 143 and three quarters. Butter down nine, 139 and three quarters. Class three prices also lower. March at 1622. April at 1486. May at 1315. Got June at 1332 and July at 1415. 32 degrees right now, sunny today, and high should be about 52. Enjoy it. 
Arcadia Farm and Home Spring Sale is happening now store-wide, like Irish Setter Chore Boots for $64.99 or Skid Steer Tires as low as $91.99. And Alfalfa Seed. Buy 10, get one free. Also, during this time of uncertainty, feel free to just call your order in, and they'll hold it for you. Call 608-323-7744. Don't miss Arcadia Farm and Home Spring Sale happening now. Yes, they have it at Arcadia Farm and Home. See you soon. Service your camper at Chilson Outdoor Adventure RV at Chilson.com. Wax 104.5. 